So on the corporate side, a lot of corporations, I can't speak for all of them, but a lot of them don't look at equity. They look at diversity and inclusion. Equity, I think, often lives on the nonprofit side of the house. Um, because on the corporate side, if they started to look at equity, <laughs> processes and procedures that are keeping everybody like rich, fat, and happy would topple, right? So uh, they oftentimes look at D and I versus DEI. Have you checked out my new YouTube series, You Need Leadership Development? If you haven't, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes because this is really walking you through why you need to grow personally and professionally as a leader because we're not just leading in the workspace. We're also leading ourselves. We're also leading in our households. So make sure you guys check that out and get the tools and the strategies you need to be an effective leader 360. Again, find that information in the show notes and get plugged in to how to take your leadership to another level. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And we're back. We're back with part two of the interview that I had with Dorothy Enriquez. If you missed last week's episode, part one, go back and listen to it, okay? The level of gems and nuggets that we provided was so, so good. Shout out to Dorothy Enriquez. Her information is in the show notes, so make sure you follow her. Go hit her up. You know, go to her website. And this week, what we're talking about in part two, we're talking about things like we, we cross over to the DEI spectrum, the diversity, equity, and inclusion area. So we were talking about institutional bias and what companies can do to really start pivoting to become the companies of the future because there are so many changes that are hard happening in the marketplace and in our workforces. We also talked about how you can really leverage your experiences in your company to really map out your professional career. So more nuggets are about to be dropped today. So of course, get your note-taking materials, pull out that notes app, and let's get into this great message. So a lot of them don't know it's institutional and they're, hey, we're going to be more inclusive, but what about what are you going to do to make sure your systems and your practices are not the ones that have been biased this entire time? Absolutely. Making sure that that the slates are diverse, making sure that you don't have um, naming biases, right? Mm. Trying to guess like, okay, so if my name is Tanisha, you're, are you guessing that I'm black? Right. If, and then are you basing, you know, whether or not I could do this job because now you're looking at the date that I graduated from college. Are you like, how are you putting these slates together? Because I know sometimes organizations will put slates together for more complex roles and say, well, there's no person of color. Really? All these HBCUs, did you check? Did you check the alumni, whatever? Like, you cannot tell me that you just checked all across the board to make sure that you were being able to put together a diverse slate. And how are you making sure that you are kind of going into these uh, candidate options in a blind way, sort of like that Heidi Howard study, right? So that you really are picking the best candidate instead of just saying like, oh, we couldn't find anybody. Really, friend? 
Yes, yes. You know, and I think it ties a lot to unconscious bias. We have oh, to recognize absolutely. it. I, yes, and it's like I always like to start off with, hey, let's check yourself first, right? You want me to do this diversity training? Sure. Let's first check within ourselves. We have to look at those unconscious biases that we have from we things we watch on TV from. Yeah, we all have different ones, right? Really checking ourselves to I- identify if you do see Shaquita or you see Andre on the paper, you're automatically seeing this black man that's you know tall dark skin like whatever you're thinking and really identify why that is and embedding processes that maybe might even allow you to check that right do a do a diversity or unconscious bias check before you go into that but I love that blind hiring and I know even for the military that's one of the things that they're considering they sent out some new um, data out there and if um, they did they checked the data to identify that they were being um, or African-American airmen were being or even uh, military members period were being um, affected affected differently um, and the way they were being punished differently. So oh now God, they're trying yeah, to, absolutely. and they're trying to enroll new processes where they are trying to have these blind type of interviews. Cause I remember the first time I had to submit an award uh, package and they're like, let's send a picture. And in my head, I'm like, no, you know, like, why do they need to see my picture? Like if it's showing that I'm passing my PT test, I know you guys ain't checking to see if my uniform fits well, because my leadership wouldn't have recommended me if I'm not, you know, up to standards. And, and yes, uh, unfortunately it came with the package and I sent it. And that was the biggest thing I kept thinking about. I kept thinking about they have my picture and they have like my name of course is Aisha but you know that's not a typical like American name or it is an American name but it might be connected more to the African-American community so I had all these things going on in my head and a lot of people don't realize that these are the kind of experiences that minorities are dealing with uh, women and um, women of color black men they're not understanding the things that we're experiencing when this happens and people don't recognize their biases so um I love that aspect of that blind, (laughs) that blind look at packages. But honestly, do you really think that would be something that organizations and companies are willing to incorporate? And if so, why or why not? I would say yes. I think it depends on where they are in their journey, uh, diversity and inclusion wise. So on the corporate side, a lot of corporations, I can't speak for all of them, but a lot of them don't look at equity. They look at diversity and inclusion. Equity, I think, often lives on the nonprofit side of the house. Um, Because on the corporate side, if they started to look at equity, (laughs) processes and procedures that are keeping everybody like rich, fat, and happy would topple, right? So uh, they oftentimes look at D and I versus DEI. But uh, yes, there are companies who would be willing to do the work. The company that I worked for prior to uh, exiting corporate America, I remember when I first started, it was so like, um, I was there about five years-ish. And you would think you wouldn't see these dramatic changes in a five-year time frame. You would think it would take 10, but in five years, because of their level of commitment. For example, when I started, it was like, you know, you shouldn't have a nose ring. They wouldn't make you take it out, but you shouldn't have a nose ring. You really shouldn't have visible tattoos. And the naming convention was very standard. Dorothy, Sally, Tasha, Lisa, Kenneth. You know what I mean? So just very typical. Uh, By the time I left, we were hiring people like uh, Evening, Honor, 
uh, who else was on there? Marquise, like the names were just, you know, and part of it and something else that they did really well. So they had diverse slates. They had blind resumes where they would just kind of blot out uh, the name and they blot out the education so that they could just look at the skill set for what it is. Um, and here's what's funny. Evening and honor were actually white, right? You would think they were black. No, no, they were white. Um, so, wow. uh, and another girl, lacuna, white. So, right? And wow. So, it's, it's and I could only black. imagine if their names weren't like, if they weren't blotted out, like people will automatically assume, nope, nope, I'm good. Wow. Nope, nope, and nope, right? Yep. All white <laughs> So, so here's, Here's what was interesting about that. The other thing that I thought they did really well was hiring younger people. I remember when I was entering into corporate, it was so hard to get that first job because I had no corporate experience. I was a teacher. They were like, eh, academe and corporate don't match, so you have no experience. Yes, sir, but how can I get experience if no one will hire me? And so something that they did also was a willingness to hire younger people and also a willingness to hire older people. Because a lot of times people will say once they hit like late fifties, you know, they do the math based on when you graduated and they're like, this person's going to cost more money or maybe they're just not going to adapt into this like fresh, edgy, new culture, whatever the stereotype bias might be. But on both sides of the spectrum, they had like this openness, and all of this was very curated over time, right? But they had this openness around the age element where you'd see young people, very, very young, like 21, coming through, and then older, like late 50s, early 60s, coming on board as well. Because just because you're 60 doesn't mean you got to start, you're not going to stop uh, work, like you're not going to stop working unless that's just where you are in your career. But most people want to continue working for a few more years. Um, so I thought they did that phenomenally um, and really getting people like onboarded to really soak in this culture, soak in this industry, get all of that jazz together, all of those things they did really well. And by the time I left, piercings were cool, wearing your natural hair was cool, tattoos were cool, full sleeves, the whole bit. And it's just like, you can get such a, a more dynamic slate of individuals into your organization that will allow you to catapult yourself as a company if you just free your mind a little bit. So <laughs> yes, and the rest will follow. Yes. Listen, yes free your listen. mind. <laughs> no, that's so good. And um I've even seen the shift in um the military space too where before it's just like you gotta look a certain way, no tattoos, but they changed because they knew that they were actually competing with corporate America. They realized that a lot of their they were having recruiting issues because they were like, okay, well there are other outside entities that's willing to hire these individuals who have these tattoos they're willing to hire people that have you know this natural hair so they recognize that in order for us to recruit and bring people
people in so we can make sure that we're meeting our budgetary needs and asking Congress, hey, we have this many people. No, you don't because you lost so many people last time because of, you know, they started to make the shifts and changes necessary to be more, again, be that military force of the future. And that's the thing. Studies show that um, innovative spaces are more diverse. Having diverse spaces, it's important to have that because you'll see more innovation. And innovation means now you're, you know, more revenue and now you're reaching more audience because we've seen those commercials or we've seen those things where it's like, was there anybody black in the room that approved this before y'all put this ah, out? Did we not have an ERG meeting? Yes. Like, did anybody like look at this? And now it's uh, companies are being reactive, but what can we do to start being proactive and putting the processes in place? Also, there's studies out there that says 21 to 24 year olds, it's a high unemployment rate because of what you're talking about. They're like, you're too young. They have all these assumptions about you. So now they're not giving you an opportunity, but again, not recognizing that it's just putting systems and processes in place, place. So there's more equity in developing them. Exactly. No shame to the 21 year olds because I was one and girl the career limiting moves that I made because it was trial by fire and me just trying to figure it out and I had no clue right but if you as an organization can bring in the younger generation but have programming in place to help them be successful that's how you end up with 30 year olds that are in the c-suite that's how, yeah. by, by making that investment. But the average, or like the average large organization um, as of like 2019, 2018 was investing about 13 or $1,400 an employee, the large ones, right? So, you know, for the smaller ones, it was even less if it was anything at all. And in, you know, 2020 with Rona, a lot of that has been cut. Oh, 13 to 1400 you said right and that that is internal and external right like that's just all together this is what you get and here's what's true for for anybody listening who is like you know i may you know switch jobs soon or i hate my job i've been here for two years and i just don't love it get as much as you can get out of that company. If they are willing to send you to a conference, go. If they are willing to help you get a certification, get it. If they're willing to buy you three free books a year, (laughs) let them give them to you. Like get everything that you can get from each organization because you're working your butt off anyway. You're there every day anyway. So if they've got opportunities for you to take a class, instead of saying, I don't have time to take that class, go take that class. Instead of saying, hey, I don't have time to go do the thing. I don't have time for that lunch and learn. Go to that lunch and learn because your next opportunity could be sitting in that room somewhere. I cannot tell you when I was like in the very early years of my career, the women's leadership group that was at my company set me free on more than one occasion because that was really the only development that I got um, other than a certification that they paid for. Did they pay for that? girl. So look, but the women's leadership group was amazing because it was tailored to women in leadership. And while I wasn't a formal leader, I led through influence and those sessions, I made it a priority. I made it a priority to go. And so, yes, you might hate your company, but see what else you can learn and document it in a notebook or in a folder on your desktop where you can get to it easily so that you have all your notes and all your learnings so that you can take that to your next organization. 
I love that. It's called, I say that leverage. And a lot of people don't know about that hidden gem. A lot of us don't like, even now, like I just graduated my bachelor's degree, right? People are like, why take you so long? But I'm so happy that I did get that later on in life because it was more useful. I started to look at my education more like, how can I apply this to what I was doing? Cause I do a lot of, uh, with, uh, developing young leaders and helping at risk youth and really helping them really develop their leadership skills and understanding the dynamic of the prison to um, the, the uh, excuse me, the school to prison pipeline and things like that, that I learned through doing criminal and social justice. Also learning the dynamics of a lot of the breakdowns in our law enforcement system and the racial biases. It just educated me a lot so I can yeah. have a better understanding. But a lot of us don't realize that we need to take hold of our educational opportunities and even our workspaces and really leverage those opportunities. Like you said, if there's a training you can go to, if now you can say, hey, listen, I want to develop my speaking skill. Hey, if there's a, a, a lunch and learn you can create, really start to create, you know, they always say like, you know, make the table. If they won't create a table, make one, but really start looking at the opportunities you have within so you yeah. can start to develop more and look at each opportunity. Like, how is this going to get me to the next level? What can I start doing to map out my career? Because just like you mentioned earlier, ultimately, yes, we want these companies and organizations to map it out for us, but essentially we do have control of our own destinies. So now what can you start doing to saying, okay, in this role, I can do these three things and it's going to help me if I do need to transition. So before we close out, let's talk about that. Share some like tips that you, you know, some things that you, you know, maybe you can throw out there. You can help people um, as they start to navigate the corporate space or navigate leaders, especially leaders, because I really want to um, impart that wisdom on leaders so they can really support their team members effectively. And if you want to throw in some giveaways for people that are in that transition point, what do I do? What would you, um, you know, give them to take away um, as we close this out? So two options. So I have two audiences that I serve. So I've got the communicators. They typically are 35 and older. Um, so they are a bit of a more seasoned individual but if you're looking for ways as you continue to expand in your roles and accelerate your ascent, definitely download my free action guide, 25 Ways to Lead Others. And you can just go to DorothyEnriquez.com and that's how you get your action guide for free. Um, now for my corporate hustlers, okay? So these are the folks who are between 24 and 34. So we're a little bit younger in our careers. You know, we are navigating this jungle gym called Corporate America, and it's literally like the Hunger Games. So for you, what I have is the Hello, I'm Awesome worksheet. And what this does is it helps you explore the three critical, critical and super important relationships that you need to form in corporate to be successful, right? It walks through allies and sponsors, um, or allies, mentors, and cheerleaders, and the role of each one, how many do you need, what's important, and then on the back side of that worksheet, you get some um, instructions on cultivating your personal brand, because this is like a double-sided deal, right? Yeah, you've got the cheerleaders or the allies or the mentors and or sponsors, and each role is different and you need different people in each role, but in this space, the reason why your personal brand has to be tight is that when these people are taking your name into these rooms that you're not in, your personal brand has to be tight 
so that they know how to position you as they get ready to dust off that seat that you should be sitting in here in the next 30, 60, 90 days or in the next 18 to 24 months. The way that you get that free worksheet is um, through fi finding me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at the comm strategist on Facebook at the communication strategist or Dorothy Enriquez on Instagram. Um, that way you can go and grab it from the link uh, in, in the bio or the about me section so that you can get your freebie there and get started with cultivating these relationships. But regardless of you know whether you are a communicator or a corporate hustler, when it comes to transitioning, whether it's transitioning from a college student to now you're a worker bee, if you're transitioning from an individual contributor to a team lead supervisor or manager, or you're transitioning from manager to director or director to VP, give yourself some space and grace and get a coach. There's always going to be a dip in your performance and a dip in your confidence every single time you transition every time and so you want to have someone who can walk you through and help you navigate this space so that instead of it being you know three years it can be 24 months or instead of it being like you never recover it can be an 18 month deal where you gather the skill set um, and you gather the confidence, the self-efficacy and the optimism to be able to move forward without leaving a bunch of dead bodies behind. My two cents. I love that. I love that. I think that's super, super important. Um, a lot of leaders, a lot of people transitioning don't realize the benefit of a coach. I have a coach, you know, I have somebody that that's at a high level as I'm moving yeah. up, I, I have to move up exactly. and really get someone that's going to help me get to the next level. So we have to realize the power of personal development, developing ourselves personally, because I think that internally, we need to make sure we're right. So we can show up effectively externally, really, yeah. as you're transitioning, identifying and connecting with the right mentors, the coaches, the people that are going to support you on that journey because that's so true everybody has had that time where you get into that new role and you just doubting yourself you know, exactly it's, it's i don't like know if i can do it natural oh my god even for the person mm -hmm. transitioning from the vp of sales yes. or the vp of marketing or the vp of communications to ceo there is a dip there's a dip in performance and a dip in confidence and you know who's impacted them and the people who impact who report to them yes. and people that they influence everybody gets impacted by mm -hmm. your transition and so what can you do to make the transition a little bit smoother and what what processes procedures skills mindset skill set tool set right yes. what can you have in place so that when you hit the bump at least you're wearing a seat belt though you know what i'm saying so you don't fly through the windshield and whatnot let's let's set ourselves up for success I love that, right yeah. and and all the studies show that women who invest in themselves go further yes. every single time, right? Yes. That's so powerful. I mean, it kind of is like the, the, the behind the scenes hack that I know has been like transformational for me because now that I have connected with the right mentors, the right coaches, the people that have supported me on this journey, it's just like, you moving girl, everybody like, how you doing it? It's that personal development. I had to get, I had to get myself together first yeah. Literally from the inside out. Okay. Boom. Now I can show up right now. Right. Let's take it to the next level. So a lot of people take time, invest and really take time in connecting with the right people to get you to the next level so i know you mentioned your website and where people can find you but repeat that please get connected with dorothy i mean what she dropped today was like 
amazing. All right. I'm in awe, girl. But yeah, share them again where they can follow you, where they can find you about your ebook that you have um, so people can, you know, connect with you after they yeah. hear this amazing interview. Yeah. Hey now. So the website is DorothyEnriquez.com. Uh, on Instagram, you can do Dorothy Enriquez or the communication strategist. I should pop up either way. Um, and then on Facebook at the communication, no, it's at com strategist. I think we can maybe link all of that in the episodes. Um, and then if you enjoyed this, you know what else you'll enjoy? You'll enjoy TCS TV on YouTube where all the best episodes of day to day with Dorothy live, which is my uh, show on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And so I put the best ones on YouTube. So that is, and that's just at the communication strategist. Listen, I'm trying to make it easy. Uh, so those are all the places you can find me. And if you are looking to brush up on your leadership, or you're just looking to essentially lead from every seat you sit in, lead from the front, and when the obstacles come, not if, when the obstacles come, you can leverage your leadership to navigate through them more effectively. You can use my 14-day transformative training style ebook, The Plug, Become the Remarkable Leader Everyone Wants to Know. And what this ebook style training does, it's really like training more than it is an ebook. If you're like, I'm looking to read 61 pages, it's not gonna happen. This is like your accountability guide. You've got the audio companion with my voice in the background, like laid. So uh, Drill Sergeant Dorothy in the background, like get it together. Where are your notes? Um, but it's a great resource that allows you to really start to see some momentum in your leadership in just 14 days. I love that in just 14 days. So make sure you, make sure you guys grab that. Thank you so much, Dorothy. Dorothy, I don't know where that came from. But <laughs> thank you, Dorothy, for hopping on here and just blessing us with this great information. I know it's going to touch a lot of people. So again, Amen. I appreciate you guys. Um, all that information will be in the show notes as well. So make sure you check out the show notes. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Leaders need constant developing. It might be on the personal side of development or the professional side, but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that does. I mean, I'll... I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me here because that's that's good. So, feel it was accurate. Like, what was your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today.
Wow, wow. Shout out to Dorothy Enriquez for hopping on. I mean, the conversation was so rich. I love talking to people in the same space that, you know, you're in within the same industry. I mean, just the level of conversation you can have and you can learn from each other. And it's just always a great conversation. Um, And it's so beneficial to talk to people from different backgrounds as well, you know, because even though we might have similarities in some of the spaces we support in, we all have different experiences. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for hopping on. But we're going to talk about some nuggets, some takeaways, right? And you might have some additional takeaways after I post or identify the areas that I think stood out. But remember, if you're a CEO organization, or maybe you're an entrepreneur that wants to start to create something, create a business or opportunities, this allows you to really allow you to map out, okay, how are you going to go about doing business? Or if you're an organization out there listening, a leader, a CEO, and you're trying to look for strategies and ways to really innovate and go through this evolution process of becoming that organization and that industry leader of the future, these are some things you want to consider. And again, remember, check out the last episode and all the conversations I've been having because it's really going to help take your business, your organization to another level. So we talked about institutional bias and the reality of how there are certain practices and hiring practices business practices that need to be reworked because there might be some biases that are embedded in there from names and you know people just naturally unfortunately have biases that have been embedded in their mind unconsciously that might shape their decisions and who they're going to hire. You assume someone with this name shouldn't be hired, but I have no control over what my parents decide to name me and my name doesn't dictate who I am below the surface. So we really want to start to consider, okay, yes, let's have unconscious bias so we can help our team members and our leaders have a little bit more awareness of their own bias, but also embed processes within your institutions to make sure that doesn't happen on the other side. So should you have blind resumes? Should you black out the names? Should you, you know, take away the education and really look at the experience and the skills of the individual and make your hiring decision based off of that? Because honestly, schooling and education, it's a benefit. It provides you skills and scope. But if somebody has been doing something for 10 years and all they have is maybe a bachelor's degree or a high school diploma, does it mean that they're not worth the opportunity? They might be able to come in and kill it because someone's name is Deshaun or their name might be what you're not, you know, you don't consider as, you know, I don't know, whatever you think of when you see that name doesn't mean that they don't get that opportunity. They should. So really start considering not only providing that unconscious bias to provide awareness to your leaders or even for yourself, but also on the flip side, making sure that your business practices have really been looked at so you can remove those institutional biases or those, you know, that language that's embedded within that could be causing discriminatory behavior from happening. You want to really try to reduce that. And also thinking about becoming that innovative company, the company of the future. There was a time where tattoos were taboo and piercings. You, again, there was a bias that was connected to it. Back in the day, it wasn't as popular, but now it's the norm. So how competitive are you going to be if you're assuming that everyone with tattoos or piercings, they're not as valuable, which they are. 
We know that innovative rooms are beneficial, but in order to be innovative, you have to be open to have more diverse and inclusive spaces. And remember, just like we talked about, we talk about diversity and inclusion, right? We have a difference of faces and people of backgrounds, inclusion, your voice is being heard, we're asking input, but we need to have more diversity and inclusion and seats at the table, we need equity. So those people that make those decisions in the C-suite executive team, that's where we really need to see both diversity, equity, and inclusion at. So really start thinking about becoming that innovative organization as you're moving and you're wanting to be that industry leader of the future, you want to create more opportunities for people to be in those rooms. And then also thinking about, you know, those ERGs and utilizing them when you are trying to roll out a product. I mean, ERG groups are really popular and that's a way that you can really vet to make sure that you are communicating to different diverse backgrounds effectively. But even if you don't have that, again, create opportunities so you can have more seats at the table of people from diverse backgrounds in those decision-making rooms. And then also, take control of your career. If you're a leader out there, a lot of times we leave it up to organizations or companies to really map out our careers for us. But if that doesn't happen, hopefully it does. Hopefully you have embedded a process, even yourself as a, a leader, to make sure that you have an employee development plan. And if you want a layout of that, go to my website, ashatthomas.org. I have a free download so you can have a checklist so you can create one. But really start mapping out what you want your professional career to look like. What, what opportunities can you leverage at your company so you can get the education, the knowledge, the experience? Because you might not have a plan mapped out for you, but you can really start looking like, how can I make my job work for me where I can make sure that I'm getting the skills and I'm being exposed to things that's going to help me as I progress in the future. So don't forget that you have that control. You can really take hold of how you lead within your organization. If there's no employee development plan, create one. Say that as a leader, I am going to do my part so I can start developing my team differently. Really start helping that. And you never know, your company might take notice of that and say, hey, what are you doing in your division? Man, we need to start embedding that now because they're seeing that it works. So stop waiting around for maybe opportunities to open up. Like start creating and mapping out those plans for yourself. Create your own employee development plan. Start identifying what you can do. But then also, if you do it for yourself, make sure you do it for others. Because as leaders, we want to be those trendsetters and create those pathways for our team members as well that also want to look for that mentorship and that guidance again if you want to be that organization and that industry leader of the future you want to start becoming innovative in processes and becoming more inclusive and equitable and really start looking at changing and making some shifts in your organization so you can really stand out and if you're a new entrepreneur or business owner what can you do to start making sure that within your company practices your values and how you do things become really effective so you can start embedding and creating processes now that's going to benefit you for the future. So I hope that helped you. And if you identified some other things that stood out to you, hit me up and let me know that info at AishaThomas.org. Follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks. DM me. Let me know. And again, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe to this podcast. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And I can't wait for next week as we continue to have these great conversations with leaders and getting you guys ready to become that leader of the future that people don't quit. Why? Because individuals don't typically quit the organization. They typically quit the leader and that's why you need leadership development and that's why you need to continue to stand out and step out so you can become that transcendent leaders i will catch you guys next week and y'all have an amazing amazing week 
I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M S A I S H A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe, turn your notifications on, and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.